Hello lovely and welcome to Notes from a Small Room, the podcast from Salamnico, hosted by me, Alexandra Spear. And once again, we will be having a conversation about a self-love topic that they won't put on a t-shirt. I hope that this episode finds you well. I hope that wherever you are in the world, you're safe and that everything's going okay today. And if it's not going okay, then I really hope that it gets better. If you haven't yet checked out the Salemnico website, make sure to go on www.salemnico.com and and on there you can find not only uh, consultancy business services, but also art services and the one-step workbook which I wrote for the apothecary is $10.99 completely instantly downloadable and it is created specifically to help you in your self-love journey but anyway this episode I want to talk about the happiness complex so this is something which recently has definitely come to my attention a lot more. Maybe I'm just getting more cynical um, or maybe I'm just stepping out of a space that I've been in for a while. Um, And that space was very much rooted in that I should be happy all the time. Um, And if I'm not, then there must be something wrong with me and all of that stuff. I know that a lot of people, um, I don't want to say suffer because that's definitely the wrong word, um, struggle. So a lot of people struggle with feeling like they should be happy with their lives and they're not. And basically what I want to do today is go into that. I want to go into why we believe that we should be happy where this stems from and what it's doing to us in our daily lives, what it's doing to our relationships, to our job, to our relationship with money and products and the consumer cycle, because it is all very much linked. And it's also linked to that belief that as well as being happy, we should have purpose that every single one of us has a specific purpose and we should be living our lives through this purpose intrinsically. And if we're not, then we must be unfulfilled human beings. So in a nutshell, that's what I want to talk about. The happiness complex and what the pressure of this theory is doing to us and to our self-love journey. First of all, happiness. Happiness is an extreme emotion, just like anger or uh, fear or sadness. It is an extreme emotion and therefore it's not healthy and it's not actually realistic to constantly feel happy. To feel constantly happy, you would need to 
have constant stimuli that makes you happy and what makes you happy in one moment in one day that won't be enough to make you happy the next day and the day after that and the day after that it needs to be different it needs to be a slow gradual increase in what you believe makes you happy so for example if it's uh if it's your dog then your dog just coming up to the door might make you happy like for a split second but it's not going to continuously make you happy even though you are happy that your dog is there and that it came to the door this is because happiness a bit like anger a bit like sadness it's not an emotion that you can sustain over a period of time it's very fleeting more kind of neutral uh, emotions such as uh, peace tranquility uh, frustration um, or expectation things like that they're very sustainable emotions you can keep them going it's like anxiety depression those are very sustainable emotions because they they do not require stimuli they are a state of mind whereas things like happiness and anger and sadness they require stimuli or at least that's what I found you might disagree whereas like peace peace is a state of mind you can be exposed to stimuli that should create a certain emotion like anger vulnerability all of that and instead you have wired your brain to react in a calm way which makes you feel peaceful however We are living in an age where unsustainable emotions, lifestyles, habits, wants, needs, desires are not only wanted but given high social status. People who thrive off of unsustainable emotions are given very high social status most politicians are reacting rather than acting and to do this you have to be in an unsustainable emotion wars that is a breeding ground for unsustainable emotions And as we all know, sustaining unsustainable emotions actually becomes quite unhealthy. However, again, because of the world we're living in, celebrities, icons, uh, influential individuals, basically people who put forward a certain way of life and make you believe that that is sustained day in, day out, every hour, every minute. 
they make you believe that it's normal. That it's normal to wake up without a hair out of place. Feeling ready for the day and excited and, uh, I don't know, turning on your green smoothie generator that makes you, I don't know, like, into a basic six-pack. These aren't sustainable. Okay, no one wakes up every single day looking forward to the day. We don't like to, but we just don't. And unfortunately, because of social media, because of um, pop culture, because of TV programs and movies and arts and not even not even arts just social culture and what is perceived as socially valuable because of this unfortunately there is being created a happiness complex and this is where people believe that once they achieve something they will be happy so usually that's um you know to be a millionaire on a fancy yacht off the mediterranean um with a private jet waiting on the other island and you know a perfect body and 10,000 different cars and loads of mansions and you know money at a click of a button people believe some people believe that that will make them happy that more money will make them happy but we've all done it we've all wished that we had an extra 10,000 or so in the bank and we have believed that that will make us happy we've believed that having a partner will make us happy not having a partner will make us happy having a certain type of partner will make us happy the job we all believe that having a certain type of job will make us happy. We leave jobs because we believe that a different company will give us what we search for. We go through life believing that happiness is an, is an elusive creature just around the corner. And we believe that we should be experiencing happiness all the time. And you should be experiencing happiness. But happiness is a very personal thing. And unfortunately, the idea of it has become very depersonalized. A couture handbag... It might make someone happy, but it won't make everyone happy. Getting a dog. It might make someone happy, but it won't make everyone happy. Getting a partner who ticks whichever boxes you wanted ticked. That might make you happy, but it won't make everyone else happy. And to put forward this idea that your lifestyle or your dream lifestyle 
is the only way of being happy. It's the reason why so many people are walking around feeling dissatisfied with their lives and unhappy with their existence. The happiness complex is linked to not only consumerism, because we buy what we believe will make us happy. So brands advertise a certain lifestyle. And if we believe that that lifestyle will make us happy, we buy the products. And then we buy more of the products because we believe that buying more of it will make us more happy. And that constant dopamine hit, that stays with you even when the happiness is gone. So then you remember that it made you happy. And this is just like with everything, you know, with anger, you might feel pure rage for a good three to five minutes, but you can't feel it forever. But the anger still stays for perhaps an hour, two hours, and then it plateaus. Happiness is the same. You can reach ecstatic moments of happiness. But you can't sustain that throughout your life. Mainly because as human beings we need to enjoy a whole raft of emotions if we are to be balanced people. Like imagine if you were making decisions being happy all the time it wouldn't create a very sustainable lifestyle because happiness makes us optimistic it often makes us make choices that are unrealistic and that's great that's fine but it's not sustainable however people are walking around believing that they should be happy And a lot of this comes from social pressure. So if you have a certain amount of income, then society says, well, why aren't you happy? If you have a certain size of house, society says, well, why aren't you happy? If you have a partner, they say, well, why aren't you happy? If you have children... The same question. Basically, if you have a roof over your head, society wonders why you aren't happy. And the reason why many people aren't happy is because the life that we have been conditioned to live is not only unhealthy... It's actually built to make us unhappy. Unhappy people are easier to control. They buy more. They're more likely to want to escape from their lives. And they're more likely to be dependent on companies, on health, 
stuff and things like that. Happy people have more agency. Again, this is just a single perspective. Like I always say, I give my perspective and the idea is that you take that perspective and then you make something out of it that is your own. But from the way that I've been looking at it, from the content that I've read, the studies that I've looked at, Society is not built to make people happy. It's built to give the illusion of happiness. And the illusion of happiness is very close to happiness, but it's just not the same. And it's very clever. I mean, like, you give people a raft of choices that they believe they are making, that they believe will make them happy. And again, happiness is an incredibly personal emotion. So as children, we're brought up watching movies, reading books, consuming content of other people telling us what happiness is. Anyone who's watched a Disney cartoon movie will know that the prince and the princess always end up together and they're both so happy. But maybe that's not your version of happy. And maybe the reason why you feel unhappy is because you're still trying to reach these unrealistic expectations that aren't even authentic to you that aren't realistic I mean there's a reason why they've never done a Disney cartoon movie of the married life of Cinderella and Prince Charming because it's reality and reality isn't always happy, it's messy, it's extreme, it's hard fucking work, let's face it. And being happy also takes work. Because it requires you to look past... Sorry, if you can hear um, breathing or snuffling in the background, I'm... um dog sitting at the moment um so yeah sorry um got distracted (laughs) so the happiness complex is not only created socially it's also helped by the fact that People spend most of their time on their phones, on TV, consuming content rather than being introspective. So looking at what you like, looking at what actually makes you happy. And this often requires re-education. And I'm going to ask you something now that 
maybe no one's ever asked you. When was the last time you re-educated yourself? When was the last time that you went back and made a list of what you've been taught, whether mentally or physically, and you looked at that list and you went, do I actually like any of this? Does any of this actually resonate with me? Do I actually like that style of music? Do I actually believe in that philosophy? Do I actually enjoy walking, swimming, dancing, playing the clarinet, whatever it was? You have to re-educate yourself. And you have to do that quite often. Not because the world's a bad place, but because to be content to fully love yourself you have to know yourself and to know yourself you have to re-educate yourself and yes it's it's exhausting yes it takes time yes it can often bring up painful revelations but it is also the most powerful thing that you will ever do for yourself is to sit down and realise what actually makes you happy. And nine times out of ten, it's not going to be what you were told made you happy. And even now, you know, we all have it. We all have that person in our lives who was like, oh, you know, like, you, you used to do this, it used to make you so happy. And actually, it's not that it made you happy, It's just that you've been told it made you happy, so you thought it must make you happy. Even though it didn't, if that makes sense. The exciting thing about the self-love journey is understanding yourself and looking past what society, culture, close friends, family, relationships, whatever, looking past who they've told you you should be. And it doesn't have to be in an aggressive way that they've done this. Usually it's just through their own expectations, their own wishes, desires for your life. But the joy of the self-love journey is being able to sit down with yourself and say, actually no, like, walking in the rain never made me happy. I just thought it did because I was told that I enjoyed splashing in puddles. The happiness complex is something that is very easy to get out of once you know how to get out of it. And it is very much based upon the whole less is more mentality. For example, I would strongly recommend that you focus your happiness on non-material things. Because the more that you focus your happiness on eating fresh fruit, going for a walk by the beach, sunbathing, picking bouquets of wildflowers. The more that you centre 
your happiness around things which don't cost money, the happier you will be with your life. Because you won't be feeling like you have to get a higher pay grade to live a happy life. You won't believe that you have to be living an Instagram-worthy life to make yourself happy. The happiest people I know are the people who focus their lives on non-material things. And when people say, do what makes you happy, that again requires re-education. Because what made you happy two years ago probably won't make you happy now. And that's a good thing. So the next thing that I want to talk about is passion and the idea that the idea that we should all be passionate about our purpose. Purpose. Everybody has a purpose. I'm not saying that some people do and some people don't. But some people, their purpose will take them to history books. And others, it will take them through what appears to be a very ordinary life. But everybody lives out their purpose. It just probably won't be in a grand way. But that doesn't mean that it's any less important. For example, someone's purpose might be to help and support others. One person who helps and supports others will go down in history as the next Mother Teresa. And another person with the same purpose will be a carer in a community who, yeah, doesn't make it into the history books. That doesn't mean that their purpose is any less important. The person who helps you with your supermarket shop is no less important than the person who is running the country. The person who takes out your trash is no less important than the person who has the nuclear code. In fact, they're more important. (laughs) What I'm saying is people believe that they have to be important to be living their purpose, to be able to say that they are passionate about their work, to be happy. You don't need to be internationally famous to be happy or to be living out your purpose. You don't need to have millions of people on your social media to be happy and living your purpose. In fact, you'll probably be happier if you don't. 
But we're also in a time of achieving, of high achieving, overachieving, and an insane amount of competition. And I've talked about this before in the episode No Judgment. But there is no competition. Because even if you have the same purpose as someone else, it will manifest in an entirely different way. You're not in the same lane as someone else. There is no lane. There are no lanes, plural. There's just you and your life and trying to find what will give you the highest quality of life that you can provide for yourself and in turn help that impact the other people around you which will in turn impact the people around them and so on and so forth that is the only competition that there is and the happiness complex is getting worse because people believe that A, they want the same thing as another person has, another person who they admire and they look up to and that they believe is happy. And maybe that person is happy. But what makes them happy and what makes the other person happy will be very different things. Because every single person is different. And that's not me just saying that, it is a complete fact. No one has had the same upbringing, even if they had the same parents. No one has the same dreams or ambitions or wants or desires. Because everybody has a different history, everybody has a different, not only DNA blueprint, but also psychological imprint and blueprint, bleh, sorry. Blueprint, not imprint. And this means that what makes you happy and what makes someone else happy will be different. Yes, puppies make everyone happy. Yes, a beautiful sunny day makes the majority of people happy. But the intricacy of that within that that's down to you and that's down to you to find out in reality we are fighting a pandemic of depression of anxiety and the best way to combat this is to realise that you have to re-educate yourself and you have to treat everything in your life with the same intense purpose of creating a happy, healthy, fulfilling life for yourself. 
Again, if you're looking for more information on this, um, I did an episode on the universal algorithm that goes into this idea more specifically. But do look into it because it is very much related to the happiness complex. And the idea that more money, more more people around you, a higher social status, or you fill in the blank, more private jets. The theory is that these things will make you happy. And they might for a few minutes, a few hours, a millisecond. But happiness is not a sustainable emotion. And if you are going to aim for any emotion, make it something sustainable. Make it peace or calm or content. You wouldn't wish to be angry all the time. Because it's such an intense emotion, you'd be drained Happiness is also draining, in a good way, but it is still draining. So, what I wanted to cover in this episode was basically, what is the happiness complex, why do we have it, and what is feeding it? And unfortunately, we're back again to that consumer culture. which is fed by social media and other content across TV, um, pop culture, etc. And it's, it, it would be so easy if it was all of those things. But it's not, because humans are very complex. And as well as being very complex, we're also very simple. And so while having those things fulfills the primal, primitive desire to be the top of the tree socially, it won't fulfill that emotional side of us that needs to feel safe and happy and content and those more sustainable emotions so what I would encourage you to do between this episode and the next one is to make a list of things that you believe make you happy and then I want you to re-educate yourself just start off slowly and just before you listen to the next episode I want you to make a list of things that actually make you happy after you've kind of delved into yourself and torn back all the layers of who you believe that you should be to find who you actually are And I think you'll be surprised at how simple the things that make you truly happy are.
the question that I want to cover this episode, uh, which I asked in the last episode, was this. Would you change the circumstances that made you who you are today? And I wonder what you put to that. Because a study was done, I can't remember by who, I'm not going to pretend to remember. Um, And I think it was about 80% of the participants said that they wouldn't change what they'd gone through. So what did you say? Personally, and as always, I'm going to answer my own question. Personally, I wouldn't change any of the circumstances that led me to where and who I am today. They haven't always been the most pleasant or the easiest of circumstances. And they have definitely led me down a path that I would never have taken from what I imagined that my life would be. But I wouldn't change it. Definitely not. It's enriched my life. Definitely. Not in a way that I would imagine or that is incredibly obvious and would probably surprise people. But it definitely has. And so, yeah, I wouldn't change anything. My question for you next episode is this. What's the phrase that you say to yourself most often? And I want you to be completely honest about this because what you say to yourself is going to lead you to understand on a much deeper level the relationship that you have with yourself and with all the areas that encompass yourself. So have a think. Let me know, get in touch, because I do love to hear from you guys. And thank you so much for listening to another episode from Notes from a Small Room. I've really enjoyed this one. Um, This is something that I've been thinking about for a while, so it was nice just to kind of talk it through and get out some ideas and just, yeah, dive into it. It was really interesting. So thanks for listening. Take care of yourself. And remember, if you're looking for a self-love workbook, check out One Step. It's on www.solemnicode.com. If you're wanting to follow Solemnico uh, on Instagram, you can find me at Solemnico. Um, That's where you'll find all resources, all information about the studio, the consultancy, the apothecary, all of it. And yeah. Thanks again. Look after yourself and I look forward to seeing you in the next episode where there will be another conversation that they won't put on a t-shirt. Thanks for listening, lovely. Bye.